Welcome to Motherhood Every Kind of Way. We want to take a closer look at the journeys of women after and through motherhood. Hi, welcome to episode four. This is Lynette. This episode features our very first momversation. So just in case this is your first time listening, our idea is to have two different types of episodes. The first is an interview style episode where either Magda or I will sit down with a mom and get to know more about her journey. And the second type is a momversation, which is simply Magda and me sitting down to discuss some topic related to motherhood. We really hope that these momversations can be jumping off points for your own conversations with your friends and family, or feel free to add your own voice to this conversation by reaching out with a comment on Facebook or Instagram. Thanks again for listening today. Here we go. So Magda, you wanted to have a momversation about self-care. Yeah. Right? Um, and it, you know, it's because I think that the way I view self-care mm-hmm. has changed so much ever since I became a mother. So I want to start a little bit by thinking about self-care. What is it? Do we think that everyone even believes in it? Yes. You know, mm-hmm. like, are there, I, I admit that like when I say the words self-care, I like cringe a little <laughs> and I feel embarrassed that I'm saying mm-hmm. it. What comes to your mind when you think self-care? What comes to my mind? I think like, right. I think of like bubble baths and spa treatments mm-hmm. and I think of, yeah, like pampering. Right. I think of that's, pampering That's things. exactly what I used to think. And, mm-hmm. and that's why before I became a mom, I thought, who the heck has time for self-care? Right. Bubble baths? I yeah. haven't had a bath. I take showers. Yeah. Luckily, every other day. Yeah. Nails? Who has time to get their nails done? Yeah. And it feels so privileged. Right. right? It feels like only people who have expendable income and who have... It, it, it sounds elitist and privileged. But, you know, yes. I think this is... That's the way American culture made it. We paint it that way. Mm -hmm. Because when I started, you know, reading more about self-care and even looked up definitions and reflected on what it means to me and how I practice self-care in Mm -hmm. my life now or, you know, 10 years ago, it had very little to do with getting my nails done. Yeah, sometimes, you know, that would mean, but that was also a thing that I did do anyways, yeah. Um, and so for me, as of today, you know, self-care means doing something that fulfills my emotional, spiritual, and often physical needs. And this has changed a lot since I, you know, I had kids and we can talk about it a little bit more. Are there, is there, do we have like a working definition of self-care. Do you have one? Yeah. So, you know, somewhere? I looked up a definition from um, the Oxford Dictionary. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's what they say. Mm-hmm. Self-care is the practice of taking action to preserve one's own health 
the practice of taking an active role in protecting one's own well-being and happiness, in particular during periods of stress. It means to give your brain the opportunity to reboot. Wow. wow. <laughs> right? Oh my goodness. It doesn't say go get, go, go to the spa, spa and spend hundreds done. of dollars. No. Um, I love, oh, I love the word preserve. Mm-hmm. And your well-being. I mean, and you're right when you mentioned that there, something about American culture, we like make fun of people who need to take care of themselves. Right. It's like you should be able to keep going without any yes. reboots or without any preservation. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was thinking about how, um, you know, I lived one year in China and it was after college and I was, um, I was a volunteer English teacher. And this was a really... I used to laugh about this, but in China there's a xiuxi time, which is like siesta. It's mm-hmm. the rest time. Mm-hmm. It's there's an official nap. Yes, that's built as into in, your day, as is in Spanish culture. In Spanish culture, yes. yes. So there was an hour for lunch, <clears throat> and then there was an hour for a nap. Mm-hmm. And I and I, this is really funny because I remember that there were times when I would be. You know, a student had, I was teaching at a, at a university and I was only, I was also only like 23 years old. So it was like hanging out with a peer, but I would be invited over to a student's house for lunch or something. And then afterwards they would say, and now it's nap time. <laughs> Dream. And then like <laughs> would hand me a stuffed animal and, and I would go to bed with mm-hmm. the student or, it, uh, you know, it was amazing to yes. me. That it was built into your yeah. day. Mm-hmm. We know that it's better when you get an hour of sleep in the middle of your Absolutely. day. Can you imagine if we did that? Mm-hmm. You oh. know, I grew up in a home where my dad... Um, so, you know, I think that in early childhood, mm-hmm. the nap time, rest time, reboot time is built into schedules. I mean, kids nap, right? After mm-hmm. lunch, it's nap time. It just at some point the switch get flipped where what you need to recharge like why you're so weak like what what's going on like self-care <laughs> you know what is who can afford who has time for who self-care? has time for it who right? can afford it and but you know like I grew up in Poland and in my home Sunday was the self-care Sunday the, yeah. fa- the famous hashtag self-care Sunday <laughs> I am not kidding you my dad wouldn't do wouldn't lift a finger Even if it meant like taking trash out. No, he wouldn't do it. Yeah. He would not do any work. And I realized I grew up like that. I, we went to church. Mm -hmm. We wore our, you know, dresses, best clothing. Uh, We went out for a walk. A lot of stores were closed on Sundays. Mm -hmm. Um, It felt like a super special day. Yeah. And now that I think about it, you know, it, we really were doing that to rest, to yeah. take a break from our daily hassle. That's so interesting. It is built into mm-hmm. the Bible, right? Like yes. The Old Testament and on, and on the seventh day, mm-hmm. God rested. So how, you know, like it's built in so many cultures and societies how do we get to the point where you know i was reading an article um 
recently, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of people saw that about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, mm-hmm. who just ran, um, you know, after months and months of campaigning, um, she announced that she was taking a week off for self-care. Yeah. You know, she said she used to do yoga regularly and she she would eat healthy meals. And now she, you know, during the campaign, she had no time to do any of that. She'd fall asleep in her clothes and makeup, eating fast food. And she said she was taking the time out to recharge. Mm-hmm. And guess what? People were making fun of her. Yeah. Saying, you know, she's unemployed. How can she even, you know, say like she's taking time off? And it's just, Uh. it's just infuriating how, you know, clearly she'd been busy. Yes. People are busy in different ways. And, you know, we don't even, we do this too. Like we tell ourselves that we must do a certain number of things to deserve our self care mm-hmm. rather than just evaluating where we are at any given point and saying, mm-hmm. I need it right now. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you back back when I was in social work school, I I didn't have a concept of taking care of oneself. You know, I um I battle a little bit of seasonal affective disorder. And so I remember I was in my second year of grad school and I was not doing well. And I remember that I called my supervisor um, at the internship that I had. And I thought, you know, this is a social work internship. She's going to understand. You know, I, I called her and I told her that I needed a mental health day. And she was not understanding. <laughs> you know, I, it, it's, it is deeply ingrained in the values of the United States mm-hmm. that we I, should not I really need. I think so. Mm-hmm. We should not need rest. You should you should be able to work more than anyone else. And then it we applaud people who don't need mm-hmm. as much sleep. Right. Who don't need to rest. We applaud people who can keep going without stopping. Yeah. We admire people mm-hmm. who are fakely busy all the time. Like it is glorified to be extremely busy in this country. And yeah. I think it's so detrimental. And you know, I think the reason why I even start thinking about self-care is because it's when I had my kids, but also when I became a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. I felt like what I did during my during the day wasn't viewed as work. So why would I need a break from that? You know, yeah. why would I need self-care? But I really felt like there's no other time that there probably will, will not be any other time in my life that I will need self-care more than I need it now. Mm-hmm. You know, before I didn't think about it because it was very easy for me, right? I felt stressed. I felt overwhelmed with exams, with work commitments, Mm -hmm. whatever it was. I took a break. I came home from work or from classes. I went for a run. I went to a yoga class. Mm -hmm. I hung out with my friends. It was easy peasy. I felt better instantly. I got a good night of sleep. Well, guess what? After I became a mom... It's you could, it's you a little have, different. You have to schedule it. You can't yes. just go. And it's very <laughs> different. Yeah. You know, I can't do it just anytime. I have two little human beings that rely on me 24-7 recently with Julian just still, you know, nursing through the night. Mm-hmm. And my husband and his busy schedule. And it just became obvious to me, became apparent to me how tricky it is. 
to yeah. fit in any me time in our busy schedules. But I also, after, you know, hitting rock bottom, so to speak, mm-hmm. feeling so exhausted and stretched too thin with too many commitments, too much on my plate, mm-hmm. I realized that it's a non-negotiable part of our schedule because yeah. if I am not happy, then I'm sorry, but I can't be a good mom. Yeah. I can't be a good partner. And so that's how my thinking about self-care changed. Um, we need to just like erase the stigma associated with those words mm-hmm. and actually go back to that definition. I loved it. Yeah, you know, this you know, morning I was getting ready to go to Pilates and my husband looked at me and he was like, I'm really impressed that you've still been doing Pilates so regularly. And I, you know, he he was viewing it as this like, good thing that I'm still working at but lately I view it like water like Mm -hmm. I have I have to drink Mm -hmm. I have to do it otherwise I can't I can't live Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know it's vital it's vital to preserving your own health yes and Mm -hmm. well-being protecting your well-being and happiness so what are other things that you do, Lynette? I know we kind mm-hmm. of talked about it. Yeah, in our interviews. In your interview. Okay, um, yeah. But, but let me think. Um, and has that changed since, you know, after you became a mother? Like how you view and do self-care? You know, I am not sure that like I had any, any concept mm-hmm. of self-care prior to being a mother. Do you think it was called something different before you had... Um, because I did things to relax, Outside of schoolwork and... I think that it didn't have the same weight. Like, mm-hmm. it always yeah. felt like a treat rather than an essential. Yeah. Right? So prior to having children, I think any time I decided I'm going to meet a friend for coffee or I'm going to go to a mm-hmm. yoga class or I'm going to treat myself to a book and go mm-hmm. sit somewhere and read it, it always felt like a treat and not mm-hmm. like something that had to be part of my life. And maybe it was because of this. It took being like worn down Mm -hmm. much more to realize how self-care is actually self-preservation. Yes. So no, I'm not sure. I mean, aside from that time when I said, you know, I had to take a mental health day and, and that was actually more about addressing, like, I feel really depressed today. Mm -hmm. I can't get out of my bed. You know, that, that was probably... It was probably really bad already. Like mm-hmm. if I had been Pres- doing preserving mm-hmm. myself, mm-hmm. then I wouldn't have needed that mental health day. Mm-hmm. Um, a really key part of my self-care is going to therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that when, you know, when I was, the first time I went to therapy was in college and it was actually, I think I was, I was pretty depressed and I had, one of still one of my best friends in the world she dragged me there she said you need help and oh my goodness how amazing is it to have friends who will say that yes. to you mm-hmm. um but back then i think i viewed therapy as crisis intervention mm-hmm. as i need to do this because if i don't then something really bad might happen to me mm-hmm. but i don't view it that way anymore i think of therapy as my way of preserving Mm-hmm. myself and taking care of me yeah um so these days I go every other week and it just 
it means that things don't build up mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. much anymore. That's yeah. that's a big part of mine. Um, how about you these days? Well, I think that it changes. I think also the way I view self-care in our you know current situation changes. Um, or not how I view, rather how I do self-care mm-hmm. changes. I know in our interview you talked about having like mm-hmm. short, sweet mm-hmm. moments that are really to yourself. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, a lot of times I, I am jealous of others having the time know, to go to the therapy, time, the ability, yeah. the resources to do all these things. Because for me, and I know this is just a season, so I am in a place where I know it might be hard right now, but this is just a season. Mm-hmm. And I've been into motherhood, five years into motherhood, and I know everything is a season. And it's it's a rough one. I have to pick and choose how I do self-care. So that's why my self-care um, rituals and routine changes week to week. Mm-hmm. Um, I do see a therapist, but it's not as regular as I, as I would like to um, because I realized that I'd rather have a babysitter come in and take care of Julian for, um, you know, a few hours a day here mm-hmm. and there so that I can go and do passion work. And passion work for me is working on my fashion business, on my blog that hopefully will be launching soon on this podcast. Yeah. Writing whatever it is that fills my cup. It is this podcast is our mm-hmm. self-care. Yes. Yeah. It, it kind of honestly feels that way. Um, mm-hmm. I always feel filled, like rested and filled up after mm-hmm. having a conversation with you. Me too. Yeah. And I hope a lot of people who are listening walk away feeling that way or at least feel like, you know, it's different. It's different for, for everyone at different points of their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know self-care in my life is here to stay. I don't think I'm ever going to be able to go back to not think of self-care the way motherhood has taught me to think about it. Mm-hmm. But I've also become a lot more productive with my time because, you know, I try to get my work done, my chores done so that I have time to take for myself mm-hmm. and do something that makes me happy. So it isn't all a bad thing. Yeah. Like, I feel like people make fun of the term self-care so much or have sort of bastardized it. And, you know, people use it like, you know, self-care, like about, Mm. you're right, about things that are really maybe not as much self-care as they are. um, What's the word I'm looking for? Like pampering? Yeah, it's pampering. "Mm -hmm." You know, I also tend to... Pampering's good too. Yeah, I also tend to think that, you know, maybe there's something about the word, the term itself, because, you know, we all know people get burned out, right? You're in a job for two years. You, you, you'll feel burned out at one yeah. point or another. Same with motherhood. Same with, you know, if you have a hobby, mm-hmm. there are, you know, let's say you love photography. There are days when months where you are very into it, you feel inspired to document whatever yes. it is 
that you want to document. But there will be down months when you don't feel as inspired to get out there and capture and seek and uh, be creative. And so I feel like, you know, burnout is a part, a vital part of any creative process. Mm -hmm. And everybody knows that. It's like when the forest burns to the ground so it can grow again. Yeah, you know, and I feel like every. You know, people take coffee breaks. People take, you know, breaks. And it is, research confirms that you are more productive when you take breaks. Yes. So I just, I feel like maybe there's something with the term. Yeah. How do we move away from this idea that only the lucky ones get to do Mm self-care? Or how can we move away from this idea that self-care is weakness. Right. Right? So, Because I actually think that's true. Like, mm-hmm. I, there have been many times when my, my husband will come home and say, like, I worked so hard today. I even had, I had lunch at my desk and I worked straight through lunch. And and I think he's proud of that. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, you like, should that- listen to my husband also. <laughs> it's like, dude, that is not good for you. Mm-hmm. You need to take a walk around, you know. Yeah. Tell John to go into the reflective pond. It's yeah, so beautiful. Go to the reflective <laughs> pond. How do we move away from valuing, get away from this idea of like, we just value people who work and don't have to stop? How can we move away from that? Yeah. I don't you know. know. I don't know. I have this, this is the ongoing argument within my relationship is, mm-hmm. you know, he's feeling stressed. He's feeling stressed. And I'm saying, self-care self-care and he's like I don't have time I don't have time you know know. and then it becomes that argument of value systems and and I think that frankly our society supports him yes in this decision to not feel like we Mm -hmm. have to rationalize the time we take away from work we take time off from doing work why why can't we just say we're here to work but also enjoy our lives Mm -hmm. we want to relax we want to spend time with our loved ones yeah or you know whatever it is yeah but you know as you said that's already built into the dialogue in the society like Mm. it's and it's funny because there is a lot more conversation about work and life balance you know we we hear this a lot people saying i want work and life balance i want to work, but I also want time to focus on my family, on my hobbies, on my life outside of my work. I think we, in order to change this culture, again, it goes back to the way we say things, right? So I think I will vow to not apologize for my self-care and to really own it and, and as something that is vital and important to me. And then maybe to when you hear other moms doing it too... Reach out to them and say, oh, you don't have to apologize for no, that. I see uh-uh. that. That's that's you preserving. Yeah. And you know, I think the, the really kind of eye-opening part about self-care or understanding and thinking about self-care is that it it literally doesn't have to be a vacation. Like it, it could be ten minutes a yeah. day that you take to write your thoughts down, to mm-hmm. meditate. Yeah. There's so many different forms of self-preservation of checking in with yourself that you don't have to think that self-care is just a privilege that is unattainable for you at the moment Mm -hmm. for whatever reasons i think you can make self-care 
part of your routine and I strongly ever I strongly encourage everyone to do it yeah whatever it means I actually think that you know when early on right after a baby comes into your life and you you know from the outside off that frequently is a time when people are posting lots of photos of their child or writing little notes about what's going on that's a form of self-care too mm-hmm. right even the act of taking a photo or a selfie and then looking at it afterwards it's like taking a step away from mm-hmm. yourself and looking at what's in front of you mm-hmm. and so i see the ways in which people do it even though they might not know that they're doing it because mm-hmm. um, we are like we want to survive as humans. Mm-hmm. So I hope that, I don't know, I hope this conversation has in some tiny way relieved some of the stigma mm-hmm. of self-care. I wanted to say also that we're really grateful for all the people who've been listening to our podcast so far, um, and that we really are aiming to get as many kinds of voices and as many kinds of different moms on there. So if you, I feel like if we have listeners who've listened and felt like, oh, it seems like Lynette and Magda are not like me, or they're talking about an experience mm-hmm. and it doesn't sound like mine. You should definitely let us know. Let that. us know. Send us an email, send us message on instagram and facebook because if that experience is not on the podcast and you had that experience then it needs to be on the podcast absolutely and if you are somebody who feels like oh i actually don't want to personally share it Mm -hmm. then send in a message and we can even we can represent that Mm -hmm. um anonymously too um that that's really i feel like that's a big goal for us is to really make a space for every kind of mom Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for dedicating your time and listening to us. We hope you'll join us again on this journey. Please follow us on Instagram at Motherhood Every Kind of Way, or you can always send us an email at Motherhood Every Kind of Way at gmail.com. And a special thanks to Bea Serene for letting us use your beautiful music. Mm-hmm.